Okay. 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 I, I thought of a cool intro for this podcast, but I forgot it. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And it's the final week of Giallo Month. Also known as May. Yep. <laughs> um, this week we will be reviewing Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key, aka the best titled film ever. Um, but before that, we're going to do 10 more reviews. And before that, I have an apology to make. Do do. Um, if you hear a humming sound in the background, that's the sound of heat stroke being kept at bay circling us like vultures because if i turn off the fan we will die Mm -hmm. so i'm sorry it's gonna be a hot one hap Uh, for those of you who didn't get that that was brennan's impersonation of don rickles lazarus lazarus who's don rickles don rickles is an old man um of don lazarus of snl fame yes Uh, she's a meteorologist who's really scared and nervous but she sounds like a meteorologist she's like as you know in southern california heat is gonna be a wow mm-hmm. yeah. never mind doesn't matter let's do our 10 word reviews of movies we have watched this week and want to discuss okay brennan so take it away what's our first movie okay well actually it's not a movie it's riverdale season one trashy teen fun greater than the sum of archie's body parts okay so riverdale season one even archie comics are not immune from gritty unnecessary reboots I wouldn't call it unnecessary. It's a fantastic show. <laughs> okay. Um, this means war. Harmless for a felony field rom-com. Tom Hardy's a star. Did oh. You, did you write one for that? Uh, for this means war, I'm thinking of it. Indulgent as it is unnecessary, but it was still fun. Yeah. I we, came up with that off the top of my head. Great. So. I'm going to have to do that next because I forgot I did, forgot to do the third one. Okay. Um, which is Alien Covenant. Um, the the bad parts of Prometheus around an okay alien movie. <laughs> All right, that's exactly perfect. ten. I did it. Good job. Uh, alien Covenant, you uh visually arresting and pulse pounding thrills, an excellent re- uh prequel make. Sergio really liked it, which is great. Yeah, it was dope. It's like my second alien feature, I guess, after Prometheus. You have the weirdest approach to the the Cr- franchise, but also. Probably a lot of people our age have that same approach. Yeah, see? I am the people. I am the average man. Yeah, you you are Surge Everyman. Yep. Mr. Every Surge. Anyway, uh, we're about to discuss a movie that every man has seen, probably. Like, your average Joe your average Joe Chappelle on the street is probably like, yes, I love your vice is a locked room and only I have the key, the 1972 film by Sergio Martino. The plot of which, from the back of the era Blu-ray that I own, is loosely based on Edgar Allan Poe's classic tale, The Black Cat. Your vice is a locked room and only I have the key. Weaves the key motifs from Poe's gothic yarn into one of the most sensual films from the golden era of giallo. Luigi Pistilli, who we recognize from A Bay of Blood, plays writer Oliviero, an abrasive drunk who amuses himself by holding drunken orgies at his grand country manor, much to the displeasure of his long-suffering wife played by Anita Strindberg, who, I'll talk about her. Um, Mm. But this decadence is soon rocked by a series of grisly murders in which Oliviero finds himself implicated. 
Dun, dun, dun. It's notable for giving screen starlet Edwidge Fennec her first bad girl role. It has many unexpected twists and turns, and it's just as bewitching as its title would suggest. Anyway, I wanted to say one thing about Anita Strindberg before we move on. Um, she was in a movie I watched called Murder Syndrome from 1981, also an Italian movie. She plays um, the main guy's ailing, dying mother who he's coming to visit. Mm-hmm. And she looks like the most gorgeous, beautiful model you've ever seen. And she's supposed to be like in her 60s and dying, but she's this luminous 40-year-old woman. And mm-hmm. it's great. She played the main lady, right? Yeah, she was the main lady with the huge hair. Yeah. That was a wig. That had to have been a wig. I don't know, man. The 70s like achieved the impossible. Okay. Anyway, so we're going to discuss this movie. I'm very excited. Um, as always, we talk about our movies based on ranked out of five on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. Were you scared by this movie, Sergio? Um, simple answer, <laughs> no. Okay. Um, but I did give it a two. Let me see what my reasoning for that was. Okay, yeah, we watched this movie like a day and a half ago, so yeah, we have to remember Yeah, we took it. notes on it then, so clearly it left some impression. Um... I was going to give it a one, but I genuinely was frightened that she would not. Oh, can we spoil at this point? Okay, yes. Um, we should probably, after you tell the scariness, we'll talk about the plot in a little more detail so they know what we're talking about. Okay, um, like I was saying, I was going to give it a one, but in the last five minutes, there was something that genuinely scared me. So I would, that's why I get bumped up to a two. Okay, so should we go through the plot and then you tell us what part scared you the most? Let me see. Sure. Let's do that. Okay. Um, I actually I actually did a little research for this. Um, there was I, research to be done on this? Well, I, I reread the Edgar Allan Poe story, The Black Cat. Oh, okay. So, so I could bring in some context. All right. How was that? Um, it was good. It's, it's real short. If you want to read it, it's like seven pages. Summarize it for me. Uh, uh, no, I will. Um, well, basically, the... The only carryover that this movie has with the black cat is the black cat is the fact that there's a black cat. He gets his eye gouged out, and then the very end, which we'll talk about. Oh, the part that actually scared me, I guess. Probably. Okay. So this is the twistiest ass, turniest movie. It was, I think it was probably the most satisfying murder mystery that we've watched so far. Cause I will give it that, yeah. The Giallo films tend to be murder mysteries, but they tend to be a little more incoherent. Mm-hmm. But this one was pretty straightforward Well, for all the twists and turns it I has. I rated this my number one movie. So, yeah, this is great. Spoilers. Oh, sorry. Um, anyway, so there's this beautiful wife and her husband who is this terrible drunk writer who has, he is intellectually impotent and hasn't written anything in three years. And so he's turned into this alcoholic, which I guess is also kind of what happened in the the short story, the black cat, like the guy's kind of an alcoholic, but in a totally different context. Um, uh, all of his mistresses start dying mysteriously Mm -hmm. and he's constantly telling her what you think I'm a murderer. I couldn't kill anyone as he's choking her. Yeah. Throughout the entire movie, there's this weird subplot about how he wants to kill her. Yeah. He's very open about it and she is right back. Well, okay, so he has all these mistresses. Is she open and overt about her desire to kill him or just her unhappiness with the marriage? Well, well, there's a scene where, um, well, his his niece comes to town and she's really sexy and she seduces him. Which is beautiful, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's Edwidge Fennec, who's, Mm -hmm. like, apparently a really famous Giallo star. Um, Every woman in this movie, you see her boobs, so that's just, like, how it works. Mm -hmm. They're so big. They're 
alarming. Um, but so the niece comes to town. She seduces him. Not that he was resisting yeah. to any degree. He they, it was kind of a mutual seduction. Mm-hmm. She also seduces the wife, which is great. Yep. Um, I don't really know what. Oh, her end goal was she wanted to get the jewels from the guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she was all evil. His mother's jewels. Yeah. She was trying did, to. What did we need that really weird mother subplot? No. Okay. No, we didn't. But he was obsessed with his mom and presumably also slept with her. Okay. It was like a very Norman Batesy thing. Okay. Um, Thanks for pulling in those gaps because I did not get that. Uh, I mean, yeah. I got that he had some kind of weird relationship with her. I didn't know if he like you know sexed her up. No, the the niece mentions that when she's talking to him. She's okay. like, "Are the rumors true that you slept with your mom?" Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a whole. Th- it's really complicated. Um, but there's a part where they're up on a mountaintop, and um, the niece, who is her name is Floriana, mm-hmm. um, she's talking to the wife, and she says, "Why don't you just push him off this cliff right now? We can say he fell, mm-hmm. and he's feet from them. There's yep. no way he can't hear them." But he's just like pacing back and I don't forth. Know, if you're on a wind, like sorry, on a cliff, like the winds can be pretty strong on cliffs, so you might not be able to hear like ten feet in front of you. I guess you're right. But anyway, it turns out. All these mistresses are being bumped off by what we think. There's this random lady who looks like Marilyn Monroe, and she gets killed by the local bookseller for some reason. But they assume that that's the person who's been killing all these ladies. Mm -hmm. And so everyone's scot-free, but then the wife finds out the husband wants to kill her, so she kills him. And then she reveals that she's been the killer the whole time, Mm -hmm. killing all the mistresses. I called it. And driving them crazy. You did. I got... I called... What did I call? I called the last one we watched, Delirium. I called that it was the brother, and you called this one, which was much more complicated, so good job. Yeah. And so this was all a setup with her lover to kill her husband. Mm-hmm. But then- I didn't see that part coming. Well, yeah, because he was not a character in this no, movie. No, he was. He was just some weird, like- Anderson handsome, Cooper looking yeah, guy. Some handsome man lurking in the background. Yeah, it was strange. I don't did not know what to do with that guy. Mm-hmm. But- so they end up the the Floriana the niece steals the jewels and she and her lover who's like a motorcycle courier they're just trying to like run away on the motorcycle and the wife and her lover spill oil across the road to cause them to crash in a beautiful scene. Um I disagree but okay. I thought it was cool cuz like they die and their blood splashes onto it's this billboard. It's cool. And the blood drips off of this little heart on the billboard and I thought it was cool. Um See, I didn't pick up on that. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. That's fine. Um Continue. But so they kill those people so that's like all the loose ends pretty much. And then she pushes her lover off the same cliff. She was too afraid to push her husband off of for some reason. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And so the the maid and the husband, their bodies are walled up in the basement. And there's this cat that's been, like, around the whole time. And they keep randomly cutting to its eyes, and mm-hmm. it's yowling. And the cat's named Satan. And anyway, um, she tries to stab out the cat's eye. And so the police come because the local trash lady, <laughs> like, she collects garbage, I think. I think mm-hmm. that's her job. But she has, like, a bike just full of garbage. She's She, she, ver- she kind of reminds me of, like, a Jim Henson character. <laughs> Um, but she witnessed her mutilating the cat. So the police are called and they're investigating the mutilation of this cat and they go down in the basement and they hear the cat meowing. And it turns out that she accidentally walled up the cat in the wall with the corpses. So when they go to save the cat, they discover the bodies. And that is the ending of the short story also. And it was during that time when she was potentially going to be free, but then the cops showed up 
in that last five minute sequence to like bust her up. Well, yeah, we were right. like, why does this movie keep going? Everyone's yeah, that was dead. that issue I had with the movie. We're not going to talk about that right now. Okay. Um, where I actually felt something for her. Like, oh, I was so happy she was going to be free of this horrible marriage. Yeah. She was going to, you know, have her cake and eat it too. But in the last five minutes, like, you know, it just, the tables turned on her. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a great scene. Mm-hmm. It, it really brought the movie together. And so it raised that rating up from a one to a two. Great. I'm still what giving did it, you give it? I'm still giving it a one out okay. of five screams. Um, it's not a scary movie. It's it's not really trying to be. It's it's a thriller, and I think it's reasonably effective for the genre, which is not very good at drum tight plotting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's move on to campiness, which is always much more exciting to talk about. Campiness. I gave it two. Two out of five perms. Two out of five perms. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna say now I gave it a three out of five perms. But why did you give it lower than me? Like, well, I need to know why you gave it such a high score, I guess, if you're gonna, if I'm going to answer that question. I guess that's fair. Um, well, there's the Jim Henson trap li- tra- trash lady. That was actually one of the reasons why I forgot about her. Because she was pointless? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I like things on the edge that are really strange. Uh-huh. I love the scenes where he's professing he's not a killer while strangling his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, the- I love when the niece brings it up. Like, oh, yeah, he mentioned to me he wanted to kill you a month ago. Yeah, she's real casual about it. I actually, um, the dialogue is one of the reasons I want, like, I'm really praising the campiness of this movie. I wrote down a couple lines. Um, I actually think the dialogue's pretty solid in terms of just, like, a cheesy thriller. Um, there's that one where <laughs> it's stilted, like, all Italian giallo movies. Is, he told me last night he wants to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also one where the, the motorcycle courier, he slept with the black maid, and they're just, like, super casually racist about her all the time, which yeah. is hilarious. I mean, it's not it's not played as a joke. That's just how the society was at yeah. that point. But um, they were his, the guy's friends were kind of making fun of him for sleeping with the black lady and then going for the white lady. And he's like, well, I like a little salt and pepper on my meat, which is the grossest line. But I loved it. I missed that line. That's a good one. You did. And then what else is there? Oh, um, his, his ex-lover was murdered and she got her throat slashed in a pretty solid effect. Um, and he asks the police how she died and they show him a picture of her mutilated corpse and they say, well, it wasn't a broken heart. Mm. <laughs> and, oh, the best line ever. Um, the, the man, Oliviero, he's talking to the niece and he's like, well, I've heard rumors that you're a two bit whore. And she's like, well, you'd hear from them that it was two bits well spent. That was a great line. Oh, laughing so hard at that. She's like, oh, snap, Edward Fennec. You're great. <laughs> yep. Reclaiming her own sexual agency. Oh, what a what a deeply feminist er- character. No, I was gonna say what a deeply erotic exploitation movie we have on our hands here. Okay. Every woman enters any scene from the top of the frame via her ass. <laughs> <laughs> like they descend into frame ass first <laughs> from a ladder or from a train uh-huh. or whatever needs to be there. Uh-huh. It's great. <laughs> Yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, that's how we were introduced to, like, Marilyn Barbie, remember? Yeah, who's not a character. Yeah. And then it turns out her blonde hair is fake. She takes off her wig and snatches that weave. Yep. Um. Yeah, for basically the same reasons that you gave it a three, um, I just gave it a two. Um, you just don't respond to campiness in the same way that I do. Well, no, because I don't think or I don't feel that the campiness was really well put um, together, I should say. 
Okay. Um, where I don't feel like it was a feature of the film. I don't feel like it was intended to be campy because the film was pretty serious in my in my view. Okay, you're you're right. But for me, I like campiness whether it's intentional or unintentional. Mm-hmm. I just appreciate weird things that I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And you're right because the reasons that I listed for giving it like a two, like the women were over the top, uh-huh. which they were. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of unnecessary scenes. And the biggest you unnecessary mean, scene was the like kumbaya singing. Oh, the scene. orgy in the beginning, yeah. where they're singing like a weird folk song, and the ladies singing about getting daughters. naked on the table. Yeah, that scene. I thought Sergio was gonna just crush the Blu-ray in his fist because he was like, "I don't know what's happening. I don't want to watch this movie." Yeah, it was right off the bat, like first five minutes or probably ten. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a scene, it was and that was. Just kind of like checking out by that point, I was like, wow, if this is what's in store at this point of the movie, like, I yeah. don't know if I want to stick around. Um, but, like, I'm happy I did because once uh, Floriana. Yes. Uh, once she entered the, the three act structure, um, it really pulled it together and it, you know, it worked. Yeah, it, it adds a foil to both the main characters, mm-hmm. who is totally amoral mm-hmm. and will say anything to anyone. Well, it added a point of interest between the characters because. Not for nothing, but I was just so bored by this weird, um, uh, like, I guess, hatred relationship between the two. The wife and the husband. Between the wife and the husband. Like, all it was was just this, like, really boring It was abuse. repetitive. Yeah. And was, nasty. Yeah, between the two of them, I was like, I, there's nothing to this. Um, she's... It's not like Nicole Kidman, um, Alexander Skarsgård, and Big Little Lies. Ooh. You know, shout it was, out to It wasn't HBO. quite so sexy. Um, yeah, it's just this kind of weird, like, one-sided abusive relationship that... Mm-hmm. It's just not fun to watch on TV. No, it's not. Okay, that's fair. I appreciate that. Um, do you have anything more to say about campiness, or should we move on? No, I'm good, yo. I guess let's keep, keep it going. All right, let's talk about effects. Um, Three. Really? Why? The sets, the house, okay. the mountainside. I don't think those are effects, but okay. I'm giving them as I'm rating them as effects. Great. What did you like? About I think that? we've decided by now that I don't know what effects are. Yeah, we're. I guess I, we should have like a little sit down to discuss this at some point. Um, well, okay, I'll talk about my thing, and then we can talk about the house. Okay. Effects for me, I I'm looking at the gore, the special effects, the the things that they need to create that they didn't actually slosh a throat. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm, I thought the blood looked good, ish. Really, it I, looked you like complained stra- it looked like strawberry jam. I did. I even wrote that down. Strawberry jam, which is delicious. Okay, great. Just like blood. Um, I gave it two out of five cat eyes because it was an early 70s. going to blind that cat completely? Mm-hmm. No, I gave it two eyes. It's great. <laughs> um, there's uh, Because it was so early in the 70s, I thought it wouldn't be a particularly gory movie because mm-hmm. that was still in the time like uh, that other one we watched, Short Night of Glass Dolls, where it was more about the mystery and less about the like grotesqueness of mm-hmm. things. Um, but the kills were reasonably bloody for that time and they they're pretty they were pretty solid i love the motorcycle kill which is not bloody but it's actually artistic mm-hmm. and kind of in argento way they and were it, decent yeah and the other ones are they're fine what other ones were there there was a like bookstore clerk that was killed under the bridge yeah she got her throat slashed under the bridge yeah. the the maid got stabbed in the boobs yeah. that like did you, that scene was creepy as heck um, sorry. Yeah, like that shot of seeing her just slashed open yeah. was really good makeup. Um, see, that was a good effect right there. What else was there? Um, I think that that was pretty much it. Cause the blonde and um, 
Oh, that yeah. Man. But those were both done in the dark. That was in the dark, yeah. So we didn't get good visuals on those. And it, then... This is at least a pretty high body count in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, how did the man die? The husband? Yeah. She stabbed him with scissors, I think, okay. at his desk. That wasn't super bloody either. Yeah. But, like, the the more plot-driven the deaths got, the less gory they got. Uh-huh. I really liked that setup, though. Like, just him manically typing on the typewriter. Yeah, it was so The, story, the Shining. As, yeah, as the story unfolded around him, and then she's just like, you're going to kill me, and I'm going to kill you. It was good. Yeah, he, he kept typing on the typewriter, like, kill her and wall her up in the cellar. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the, the, the story, um, the black cat, I was reading it, and I was like, he's just doing the same. He's combining... Um, the cask of Amontillado and the Telltale Heart. Yeah. But with a cat, and I'm like, oh, I guess this is cool. That's <laughs> fine. He he had some themes he needed to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the FX are fine. Let's talk about quality. I'm actually really excited to hear because apparently you like this one. Three, three out of five yes. unlucky stars. I also gave it that. Yay! Why did you give it that? <laughs> what? Why did you give it three out of five? Um, for the, I think the reasons I already listed, um, the biggest one was when the second half when Floriana arrived, the movie was better for her arrival. She really changes the dynamic. Yeah. She, she gave you something to talk about. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, now I guess you can say, uh, why is the score so low? Because I do think that it had a really good narrative altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was just kind of like the odds and ends that I felt meandered and didn't really go anywhere. Um, uh, like I didn't know why certain people were dying and I didn't care Okay. why they were dying. Like, to me, I mean, I guess it's revealed towards the end, like why the bookstore clerk died mm-hmm. and why, um, the blonde lady and, you know, her, uh, her friend died, but, um, but I didn't care. It, it didn't time. tie in so much. No. I think this might be one that's actually worth a rewatch. Like if you watch it again, it might be more coherent. You're right. I'll give it that. Yeah. Um, well, I also gave it three out of five. I that's that was my initial reaction when I first watched it. I've been thinking about it over the past couple of days. I don't think I want to bump it up to a four, but I feel like my respect for it is increased. Like the more distance I get to think about it, mm-hmm. like it's a totally florid, crazy, erotic thriller, and it's not like this incredible art piece. Mm-hmm. But it's a fun, sleazy, like c- pretty reasonably thrilling movie that is in a genre that I'm mostly very iffy on, but kind of enjoy. So this mm-hmm. is kind of like the perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Um, if there's what, like another thing I will, like another tomato I will to throw its way. Okay. Um, is that the movie had like three endings. Yeah, it, it went on very long. The last ending was great. Yeah. So it earned it yeah but it just was i'm happy unspooled. where we ended up but at the same time there were multiple times and i was like why is this movie still going yeah. like the plot has been resolved she's free um yeah, it, like it works well because you work up to that point but at the same time for like those a lot of unnecessary i guess downtime I yeah it, it's meandering mm-hmm. even at 96 minutes it, it has time to meander yeah like this six minute scene at a motocross race mm-hmm. <laughs> no thank oh, you yeah and when she just bones the dude in the shed. Yeah. It, but I mean, like, that's that's the feature of these movies. That's why you watch them. Yeah. Liter- there, there's no boob unturned in this movie. Every female character you see, their decolletage. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're into that, um, anyway, uh, I guess that's the end. Is it? Is it the end? 
my, my only, only friend. friend the end yeah pretty much um here uh, i'll tell you what we're doing next week but first you can contact us on twitter at scream 101 pod you can find us on facebook at scream 101 podcast you can email us at scream 101 podcast at gmail.com subscribe rate and review yeah on itunes and if you give us a review you will get a digital download code of swiss army man the movie with daniel radcliffe as a farting corpse which i think might be more up our listeners alley than la la land yeah, I might actually review us again. I might buy a phone to review us again. Okay, great. I don't think you'll have to. I think you just need to put a different name in. Really? I don't know. Like, I, I think it's pretty easy to fake on the mobile app. Oh. So, yeah, there's no reason for you not to give us a dozen reviews under fake names, everyone. Yeah, come on, fake friends. Do it. <laughs> come on. Um. Anyway, next week we're going to be – well, I get our next episode is on Wednesday the 31st. And we're going to be doing our outro to this month, kind of discussing all four movies and how they rank in our minds. And we're playing a game that I'm very excited about. So don't touch that dial. Sit there and wait. Just stare at your phone for a couple of days until I mean, it I downloads. I do that for certain podcasts. Really? Like I would assume people do that for us, too. Okay, great. I, I would hope so. Um, I think that's everything. So good luck on your journey. Stay gold, everybody. Stay cool. Oh, God, please. More importantly, stay cool. Hello there. I'm Uncle Pony Boy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Poor Pony! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Oh, you can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.